Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Random word discussions. This is the first take. This is the first time. This is the first test. Get your ass in line. Got a random word generator opened here and um gonna generate some words. We'll see what comes to mind. This episode is really just a test because I'm trying to eliminate one of my recording or one of can't fucking talk this evening. Good evening, first of all. Or good afternoon or good morning, depending on where you find yourself in the world right now. I am your host, Tony Kaizen. This is Real English Radio. And um, I'm trying to eliminate one of the pieces of my recording equipment. I'm trying to eliminate a piece of my recording equipment. I'm going to let you know right now I can't talk. Or I guess a more accurate thing to say is I'm a little tongue-tied. So my apologies in advance, ladies and gentlemen. As I was saying, third time's a charm, right, Tom? I'm trying to remove a piece of my recording equipment setup to see if I can basically minimize my, what would I call it? My electronic footprint. I don't fucking know. But you know, when I'm recording, what I got in front of me right now, at least, is my laptop. Can't live without this fucking thing. My recorder. My external hard drive, the boom arm, which is supporting the microphone a few inches from my face and the power cord, of course, you know, and, and before I removed that other piece, I had a mixer on this table and it's just so much space and I'm trying to, uh, I like to travel light. I've said that before on a podcast and if I can get rid of something I don't need in my bags, that is like whatever weight gets removed from my back and shoulders is worth its weight in gold. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the majority of the shit I travel with is recording equipment, electronics and shit. Not that I'm complaining, you know. But it's like I, I try to minimize that load, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be walking around with unnecessary weight. I mean, literally and figuratively. You understand what I'm saying? It reminds me of an Erica Badu song. Bag a lady, you gon' hurt your back. 
How did it go? Carrying all them bags like that. Hang on, I gotta find that shit now. I gotta find that shouting. One second. Bag late. If y'all don't know who Erica Badu is, what the fuck are you doing with your life, man? Get it together. Get it together. Here we go. I'm gonna play it. Oh, shit. Bag lady, you gon' hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. I guess nobody ever told you all you must hold on to is you, is you, is you. can't play the whole song i don't even know if i'm gonna be able to put that in the podcast because you know they'd be tripping when you play copywritten content which i can understand but uh i mean i'm not trying to you know it's 20 seconds man chill the fuck out you put six seconds of a song in a piece of your content especially on youtube and they want to flag your shit you cannot monetize this video we're going to be sharing the monetization rights with the owner of this copywritten content. Yeah. And I get it, man. I get it, you know, but it's, it's six seconds, bro. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. Anyway, what I was trying to say is you don't want to walk around with all that unnecessary weight, bag lady. You're going to hurt your back carrying all them bags like that. I guess nobody ever told you all you must hold on to is you. Man, y'all better. Man, I'm gonna put. I gotta put a link to this album in the description of this episode. The name of the album is Mama's Gun, and the artist, the singer, is Erica Badu. Just in case y'all don't wanna, you know, go to the description, click the link. You can search search yourself if you like the uh, the extra work. You know, if you like a challenge. I don't know. What the, what was I talking about? Ah, yeah. I keep getting off track. So, you don't want to carry all that extra weight. So, I'm just testing this out to see, can I manage without my mixer? And the purpose of the mixer, for those of y'all that are curious, the only reason I had it was just because it allows me to modify the way my voice sounds when i'm recording now i know you might be thinking what tone have you been recording with a fake fucking voice you fucking fraud chill out bro chill out what i mean when i say modify my voice is like just enhance it you know what i mean i'm not talking about no auto-tune or no shit like that you know what i'm saying i'm not uh i'm not into that i'm just saying like boost the highs boost the lows just a little bit and the lows for those of you that don't know are the deep tones of your voice, the oh, you know, the low tones with all the bass, you know what I'm saying? I think it's time I take a moment to comment on the fact that the bass guitar is one of the most underrated instruments ever created in recorded history. And I think the world should know that, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, when you listen to those tones, that's not what a bass guitar sounds like. 
That's okay. That's not what it sounds like. But you've heard a bass guitar. You know it. You you get the point I was trying to make. So those are the lows. You know the bass tones. So if I'm talking like this, there's not much bass in my voice, man. You know what I'm saying? There's there's no bass there. And those highs, the highs are what you just heard. The higher tones up here, up in the nose, right? Up in the nasal cavity. Those are those are the highs. And your S's and your T's are in the uh, higher frequency ranges, you know. And so when you when you have a mixer, you can modify the lows, the mids, and the highs. And so to accentuate your natural voice. You can boost the lows a little bit so it sounds nice and rich, you know what I mean? Smooth, like fucking cognac and Cuban cigars, you know what I'm saying? You can modify those mids. I don't know too much about the mids, but I guess that's where if you ever heard an audio recording and it sounds kind of like they're in a box or something like that, I guess the mids are all fucked up. Maybe the mids are too high. And um, if it sounds almost like kind of muffled like this, then the mids are probably super low. I'm trying my best to learn little by little about audio engineering and how to get the right sound because I'm sure y'all don't even pay attention to this type of shit, but I do. I mean, I'm producing the podcast and I listen to the episode and I want the audio to be the last thing you think about. You know what I mean? Not like, damn, this shit sounds super harsh or there's lots of static or, you know, the background noise is too distracting or... I can hear his voice, but it's not clear. It makes it harder to understand. Like you want clear, crisp audio, right? But um, it's just such technical shit. And I, you know, every time I watch a YouTube video about it, I get sleepy. So I'm like, eh, they don't care. Any audio is audio, right? Audio, audio that you can produce is audio that's good enough, if you ask me, for all you aspiring content creators. Don't worry about getting the most expensive, sickest mic that you see all the other podcasters with or the fucking latest 17th generation of the Canon 5 Mark 76 with the 50 millimeter $2,000 1.2 lens. You don't need all that shit. All right. If you got an idea, you want to make content, start with whatever you got. And if you're listening to this, you probably got a smartphone. I'm willing to bet. And that's enough. You can record a podcast with a smartphone. You can record TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube videos and edit the shit on your phone. You can write blog posts, fucking books. If you, Even if you don't like typing with your thumbs, you have speech-to-text. At least on my phone, it has speech-to-text. You can just hit the microphone icon and just talk into the phone, and it'll transcribe what you're saying. And boop, text message sent, baby. I love that fucking feature, man. I almost never text anymore. It's just either speech to text or voice message, bro. I got shit to do, you know? I don't know where I saw this. Probably on TikTok or in a podcast or something. And this guy was talking about how sometimes you'd be watching people sending a text message and their thumbs are moving like 75 miles a minute. It's like, Jesus Christ. So fucking fast. And even still, when you really stop and think about it, we've actually reduced the ability to type fast because on a keyboard, you can use eight fingers, right? And a thumb. Really, you can use all five fingers if you want when you're typing. It's just... But on a phone, you just have your two fucking thumbs. Now, some of y'all might not be old enough to know what I'm talking about, but I remember when the BlackBerry came out. 
And I just distinctly remember how fucking small those little keys were. And I was asking myself, how do, how do you text on something like this? This shit must take so fucking long. You spend more time deleting the letters you didn't mean to type than actually typing the fucking letters you want to type. They were so fucking tiny. If you, know, if you don't know what a BlackBerry is, just Google that shit and you'll see what I mean. First generation, second generation. They were so tiny, bro. I remember watching a, a video because I like watching behind the scenes shit for musicians and actors and stuff like that. Just seeing how all the major project comes to be, like the whole process. Who was involved? What was the thinking behind it? What challenges did they face? The most uh, boring moments in most people's eyes. I really like to see behind the scene, you know. And I just remember Drake. This was, man, this was back when, um, what song was he? The song that you might equate with the time period I'm talking about or that you might remember from this time period is, I don't remember the fucking name, bro. I better find your loving. I better find your heart. What's fucking crazy to me is that song came from the same man that wrote, um, bro, I can't remember any of this man's song's name. It's going to fucking irritate me. Hold on. I have to find it now. We cannot continue this podcast until I find the song I'm talking about. So, um, one minute, ladies and gentlemen. You know how it is, man. Sometimes you just, the song comes to your head, but you can't remember exactly how it goes, or you can't remember the name, and it's like, I'm not a fucking quitter, so if if I can't think of the name, I won't stop until I remember it. That's just, you know, I just got that kind of spirit, you know what I'm saying? I just got it in me, you know what I'm saying? I, just, I don't take fucking no for an answer, you know what I'm saying? I just, man, please, watch out. What is the name of that fucking song? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm looking at the wrong album. I'm looking at the wrong fucking album. It was on um, So Far Gone. 2009, bro. 2009. That's wild. Dog, that was 2009. What the fuck? Okay. I'm gonna have to like edit this part of the fucking podcast out this is taking so long because i can't find this what is that ah you know what no fucking shit tone find your love ain't those the words i was just singing i better find your loving fuck out of here i can't play it because they're gonna block my shit i don't want to get sued by drizzy i'm trying to get sued by drizzy i don't have that type of paper you understand what i'm saying Anyway, uh, I don't even remember why I was telling you about that. I better find you. Oh, yeah. Right. So I was watching this behind the scenes video with Drake. It was around the time, I guess it was back in 2008, 2009. I don't know. And it really doesn't even fucking matter. It doesn't even matter. It is not uh, relevant to the story, as I'm just now realizing. So I was watching some behind the scenes video of Drake talking about how he writes his songs. And this man was writing his raps on a Blackberry. I'm like, let me get this straight. You're writing the lyrics of your album with your thumbs. <laughs> this motherfucker wrote an album with his thumbs. You understand that? In what other era could you have said something like that? 50 years ago, our parents or my parents, or grandparents, great-grandparents, cannot say the words, 
he wrote an album with his thumbs. We can say that. Millennials, we got that shit over our parents. You understand? Next time your parents say, you fucking millennials don't know shit, I say, oh yeah, guess what? We got a guy that fucking wrote an album with his fucking thumbs. How you like that? How you like that shit? Millennials forever. Millennials. What do y'all think about Gen Z? I didn't want to go here, but you know, talking about nothing, the rules of the engagement are I say what comes to mind. So what do y'all think about Gen Z? I'm not going to say anything. I just want to take this moment to ask y'all, what do y'all think about Gen Z? They're in a strange place, man, because I think my generation was the last generation to know what life is like without cell phones, without smartphones, without social media, or social media in its current form. Social media is not a new concept, right? But in its current form. Like, I remember what that was like. And I'm not, you know, I said earlier, like, I don't know if you're old enough to know what a Blackberry is. And now I hear myself saying, oh, I'm old enough to remember what it was like when there were no cell phones. You remember that? (laughs) You know, those people that just like, I have to make an effort to let you know they're from a, from a time that's better than this one. You know? Back in my day, back in my day, we actually had to look at people to talk to them. You remember, you remember that? You remember that? Yeah, that's, I'm not trying to come off as one of those people, you know? I, you know so if it, my apologies. Because uh, that shit irritates me, man. Those people, especially like the older generations, the ones that like have to... Every chance they get remind you that you're a baby in comparison to them. Anytime you mention, you might just mention something that's going on with your life. Let's say you're still a baby. You have plenty of time. Relax. It's like, what if, you know, who the fuck asked you? You know what I mean? I'm still a baby. You, you know, am I tripping? It's like, why do you, you know, why do they feel the need to constantly reference how young somebody is, and then they're offended when you reference how fucking old they are. (laughs) You know, seems like a double standard in my book. I'm no fucking philosopher or lawyer, but uh, there seems to be an inconsistency in the defendant's logic, Your Honor. I object. There seems to be um, a bit of a double standard there. And because the reason it irritates me is because it's fucking dismissive, you know? It's fucking dismissive. It's obnoxious. It's Imagine if somebody continually felt the need. They felt the need to continually point out something other than your age. Like, that seems normal for some reason. But imagine if they're like, you are so fat. Dude, you are so short, you know? You are so whatever. I don't fucking know. I don't know. That would be weird, but like, it's cool for old people to be like, dude, you are so fucking young. You don't even, your life hasn't even started yet. What are you talking about? What do you know? It's like, what? Man, watch out, bro. I just think it's weird. I guess it's like from a place of insecurity, if I'm being empathetic. It's, um, it's probably just them insecure about how old they are. So, they have to project that onto young people and be like, you haven't been through shit. You don't know half the shit I've been through. They have to like wear it like a badge of honor, you know? 
Do you know what I survived? Huh? You don't know what life is yet. Huh? Wait till you got six fucking kids. You got to pay the goddamn rent. Huh? You got to work 12 hours a day, three hours in traffic, fucking wife yelling at you and shit. Wait till you see. You don't know shit about life. Huh? 26 years old, think you're hot shit? Huh? You don't know shit. Wait till you hit your 60s, buddy. Then you'll know what life is. I'm just saying, that shit's annoying. That's all I'm trying to say. And what really what I'm trying to say as well is like, why do you feel the need to constantly point it out? That's what I'm asking. What I'm trying to say is just because you're 70 doesn't mean you've lived more life than somebody who's 17. Right? And you talk to enough people, you listen to enough stories, you see enough shit, you realize like just because you're old doesn't mean you've lived, bro. Just because you're older doesn't mean you have more experience. You just existed more days than the other person, right? That's, how, that's really what I'm trying to say. It's like, typically it's people that don't even know you. It's like, you're a baby. You haven't even lived yet. It's like, how the fuck do you know? What do you know about what I've been through? You know? I don't know. Am I taking that, uh, am I taking that too seriously? Just like, bro, chill the fuck out. I know how old I am, you know? <laughs> Uh, how did we get here? There's all, you know what? I guess every talking about nothing, every time I freestyle, I end up at this point, you know? And I got to be honest with you, man. I talk a lot of shit about uh, remaining positive, having faith, looking towards the future, trying to do what you know you should be doing, expecting the best, giving it your best shot. Who cares if you fail? And I mean every word. But I'll be honest with you. I don't say that shit just because it sounds good or I'm trying to motivate you. That is not really it. Like, what I'm trying to say is generally speaking, like the majority of my life, I've been a really negative dude. Like, see the glasses half empty kind of dude. And um, just some, I don't know how, exactly how old I was, what the exact moment was, but just over time, I guess... Maybe not everybody, but as I got older, I got more and more introspective or um, I guess reflective would be a better word. And it's like, bruh, I just noticed one day because I talk to myself like a lot, probably more than the average human should, because it, like, it's a good way to organize my thoughts and, you know, figure out what it is I really think. Conversations with yourself are really helpful or healthy, you know, or at least it can be because I guess some people talk to themselves in really, uh, you know, negative ways, which I understand. I've been there, man. But getting back to my point, um, I just realized one day, like, dude, I'm, why am I so fucking negative, dude? Like, why am I always thinking negative shit? Or why am I always uh, more attentive to what's wrong than what's right? And I just realized that it was affecting every aspect of my life, all my relationships, the way I thought about myself and the world, the fucking, the future, everything, bro. And it's like, nobody wants to be around a negative piece of shit. Just a fucking... Debbie Downer motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Just a wet towel on every fucking bonfire. Nah, bro. And even if you're, even if you ride solo, I'm not, even if it's not like, 
even if you're not around other people all the time, just for your yourself. You probably don't even like being around yourself, or I didn't like being around myself because that was so fucking negative. Everything was just negative. And so it definitely wasn't like overnight because it's a continual process, but just like actively just made the decision to actively try to go in a positive direction with everything. Focus on positivity, think positive thoughts, say positive things, do positive shit, you know, believe in yourself. Remember what you've already done, all the shit you've already been through, shit like that, you know? And the reason I'm telling you this is because maybe nobody ever told you before and you just need to hear it. Like, you can choose to be positive. You can choose to uh, think differently, do different shit, and um, try to be a different person. Whether that's better or worse, I guess, is for you to decide. But what I'm trying to say is you can change, you know, your situation or like the way you think about shit, the way you see the world. And I think a lot of times it's necessary, bro. So don't think I'm just a negative person. You could change that if you want to. And maybe you never even realized how fucking negative you are. So start paying attention to the shit you say to yourself. The shit you think about, what you focus on, what do you really spend your time doing? If I ask you, what are your thoughts on the future? What would you say? That type of shit, you know? You might learn something about yourself. Just, uh, you know, as far as the talking to yourself thing, I can't really, I can't really give any pointers on that. I'm not sure how healthy it actually is. I, mean, I guess it depends on the person, right? Um, but yeah, for me, it's helpful. Writing takes too fucking long. So I'd rather just talk. That's why I'm not a writer, bro. Like, I should be a writer. Ever since I was young, I communicated much better writing things than I did saying things. But I, it just takes too fucking long, bro. It takes too long. I don't have that kind of patience. And then you're, you know, if you're writing with a pen, then your hand starts to fucking hurt. And, you know, my brain's moving 700 times faster than my hand is. I, I don't know. I guess that's the problem. Maybe I should write in order to Get better at focusing, slowing down, taking my time to write each and every letter. Maybe that's what I should be doing, but uh, fuck that. I saw a post, man, I saw a post somewhere on Instagram. I think it was a meme or some shit. Maybe it was a tweet. I've been spending too much time on social lately, which is not like me. That is not like me, bro. I've been trying to be like fucking militant about my exposure to social media because it is such a fucking time suck. It is so easy to lose so much of your day and thus so much of your week and so much of your life looking at a fucking cell phone, man. And I'm not judging anybody who does it. I'm just saying personally, I'm like, yo, how many hours? How many hours? And not, you know, not even to do some productive shit, just to distract myself. So I've been trying to be super fucking militant, like only to post something or read something or execute on something, right? Be very disciplined with the cell phone usage. Been doing my best. But uh, last couple of days, man, I don't know what's been going on. I've been using it a little too much. And I saw this post and this guy was the, I think it was a tweet or I don't fuck, it doesn't matter. What he said in, in the post was, I just saw something on the internet, some, some kid from Gen Z 
And it was it was like a TikTok challenge, I think it was. And the challenge is like, see if you can write your name without lifting the pen off the paper. And I guess this dude was a millennial or what came before millennials? Boomers, right? It was a millennial or a boomer. And he said, congratulations, kid. You just discovered cursive. And um, as I said, man, as I just told you that, I just remembered that there are people from all over the world listening to this. And the reason I'm highlighting that is because I don't know what y'all call cursive in your native language. I don't even know if they write like that in all countries. I would assume so, but I guess only in countries where they use Latin-based languages, right? I guess that's the only time cursive would work, right? For, the, for those of y'all that don't know, maybe you've never seen cursive before, you've probably seen standard handwriting in the English language or Spanish or Portuguese, Italian, French, German. And we use the Latin alphabet. There's what, 26, 27 letters? Don't quote me on that. There's less than 30. I can tell you that for sure. And you can, typically we write them one by one. Write one letter, lift the pen off the paper, move over a little bit, put the pen down and write the next letter and repeat, repeat. That's how we write words. Cursive. You're writing the entire word without lifting your pen off the paper, right? So T-O-N-Y, I write all four letters and my pen never leaves the paper. That's what it means to write in cursive. Whatever you're imagining right now, I'm not sure if that's how standard cursive looks, but that's the idea of cursive. That's the best I can explain it without showing it to you, right? And so these Gen Zers were saying, oh, we're, let's take talk challenge, write your name without lifting your pen challenge, because apparently they don't teach kids to write in cursive in school anymore. And so these Gen Zers have just discovered it and they're acting like it was invented recently. And so the millennial, the Gen or the boomer or whatever the fuck, he was like, congratulations, you just discovered cursive. So the moral of that story is um, what? Mr. Kaizen. I really don't remember why I was telling you that. I'm a little off tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, feeling a bit scattered brain. I need to... Uh... Do y'all meditate? I've been thinking about picking it up again. Because I remember when I was consistent with it for like three days. I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome, man. It, you know, it's really relaxing and I feel like I can focus and all that shit that every single person who starts meditating says. And then I didn't stick with it. And, you know, I don't know. I've been going for walks early in the morning, like as soon as I wake up, because I actually prefer just walking as opposed to going to the gym. If I'm being honest with you, I really dislike the gym. I really dislike it. I mean, I dislike working out. Just, I mean, intentionally, purposely going to, getting in your car or getting on your bike, putting on your fucking shoes and walking to a building just so you can lift heavy shit. What the fuck is the point of this? Is what I ask myself anytime I'm lifting weights at the gym. Like, why am I doing this shit? What the fuck? What the fuck? What a waste of time. <laughs> Bruh, I don't know what it is. Some people are just blessed with the fucking desire to get be in the gym. Fucking gym rats. Creatine, bro. 
I got my creatine, bro. You know, I'm protein shaking it up. Yeah, I put I put my I put my oats and my peanut butter and strawberries and bananas in there, man. And my whey protein, sixteen grams. Sixteen grams whey protein, sixteen grams. And then I put it in the fucking blender. I put my fucking low fat milk in that bitch and brrr, mix that shit up. Good to go. Breakfast on the go, my friends. Got to protein it up before I hit the gym and I run a twenty k. And I, and I lift the fucking the, the 60 kilos today. Yeah, you want to see, you want to see me deadlift? You want to see me deadlift, bro? Fucking gym rats, man. I just wasn't blessed with that gene. I'm not trying to go to a building and lift heavy shit just because. I could be playing soccer right now. Playing fucking football. You understand what I'm saying? That's that's my version of exercise and working out. I would much rather play football with my friends or um i mean i really don't even play any other sports like that i played basketball when i was younger but um for those of you that know me personally you know i'm a bit on the shorter side so basketball ain't my that ain't that ain't for me bro you gotta be what what's the shortest you can be and actually be taken seriously in the nba 511 i don't fucking know and I am not 5'11", so... <laughs> so basketball would never... Volleyball neither, you know? Anything you gotta jump. Unnecessarily. I'm, I'm out, bro. I'm out. Running, I got you. Lifting, miss me, you know? So I, I prefer to play football. Or just go for a walk. Go for a long walk. Through a quiet park. Don't y'all just love it when you go to a public park and there's some fucking, there's some fucking delightful individual who felt the need to bring an external speaker and play music that nobody wants to fucking hear? Jesus Christ. Maybe they don't do that in your country. In my country, people don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's like, bro, or when you go to the beach and it's the same shit, bro, why are you going to a public beach? Cranking your music as loud as you possibly can, as if this is your private fucking island. We don't want to hear that shit, bruh. What are the chances that everybody on the beach wants to hear the same song that you're playing right now? Jesus fucking Christ. I get it if it's like 4th of July. I get it if it's fucking New Year's. You, don't, you go to the beach to party! But, you know, on a Saturday in fucking April, what are we doing here, bro? Show some fucking consideration some goddamn courtesy for your fellow man or woman right i don't know that's a really interesting thing to think about because it really varies from culture to culture i'm sure half of you listening right now are like bro what's, what's the big deal i want to play music at the beach nobody owns the beach if i want to play my fucking music i'm gonna play my music suck a dick then the other half is like yes tony finally somebody understands what i'm trying to say why the fuck you know, why the fuck are you bringing that shit to the beach? You know, are you incapable of sitting alone with your thoughts, staring at the ocean like all the other depressed people here at the beach? What the fuck is wrong with you? God damn. Embrace your depression, sir. Jesus. 
I don't know. It's different from culture to culture, right? Some people don't give a shit and they think it's normal. Other people don't care, you know, it's like whatever. And to others, it's like, dude, I, I see that the same as the people who get on a public bus or train and feel the need to talk as loud as they can possibly talk to someone that is eight inches from them or play their fucking music as loud as they can play it without wearing headphones. What the fuck are we doing here, bro? You know? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I see that shit. I just want to like grab the phone, throw it out the fucking window. What's wrong with you? Now you hear nothing. Listen to the streets. You like this album? It's called Riding Through the Neighborhood with a... F I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I felt it getting like angrier and angrier, meaner and meaner. This is that's not the point of this episode. Let's keep it positive. Let's keep it positive. Let's keep it positive. I'm just saying, bro, show some fucking respect for the people around you. Headphones are not that expensive, man. Go to, get your ass to Walmart or whatever the equivalent is in your country. Headphones are probably $3 maximum. Plug them in, play them to your heart's fucking content. We don't want to hear that shit, you know? You get on the train, there's 60 other people in the same cabin you don't need to talk that loud the person you're talking to is standing right next to you they taught us in school use your inside voice right your inside voice they're sitting right next to you why do you need to be that loud fucking a but in some cultures that is the norm that's the normal thing to do we talk loud we express ourselves we're passionate and I'm like, I get it, man, but just, you know, I don't know. Just, you know, loud people, just unnecessarily loud. I mean, loud people in situations where there's absolutely no need to be loud. If you're in a club and the music is so loud, you can barely think. I understand why you're yelling. That's the only way I'm going to hear what you're saying. If we're in a fucking doctor's office. Have you ever been in a doctor's office? Just by me saying those words, you immediately imagine how fucking quiet it was. I didn't even have to say anything. So we're in a doctor's office and you're talking to me like we're in a club. Why the fuck are you so loud? Tone it down three or four notches. Bruh. Fucking A. Just got over an ear infection, man. You're trying to blow my shit out again. Shit, it was blue in. Now you're trying to blow it out. What the fuck? I don't know. How do y'all feel about public displays of affection? That's another question I got for you. Because this also varies from culture to culture. You go some places and you're walking down the street and right there at the bus stop on a little bench, right there at the bus stop, broad daylight. People walking by, other people sitting on that same bench and you see a couple right there on the end or even better in the middle of a group of people right there on the bench waiting for the bus just fucking playing the sickest game of tongue tag you've ever seen in your life. I'm talking tongue boxing. One has his throat in the other one's throat. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> one has one's tongue in the other one's throat, just slobbing each other the fuck down. <clears throat> Hear all the smacking and slobbing and sucking and fucking, you know, I'm talking about kissing, folks. Very aggressive, wet French kissing. Right there on the bus stop. 
as if they're about to like engage in sexual intercourse. I'm talking that level kissing, bro. Just right there on the bus stop as if nobody's around. That's normal in some places. That's what you do. In other places, it's like, yo, get a fucking room, dog. What's what are we doing here? You, do you not know where you at right now? Like, this is public. <laughs> this is the bus stop. We on 82nd Street. We outside. We can see you. Get a fucking room. If you're ever kissing your girl or your, or your guy out in public and somebody says, get a room, what they mean is go rent a hotel room. Take that shit to a private place and do what y'all do. But this is the street. We are in public. We don't have sex in public. And for those of y'all that are fine with PDA, you're saying, Tony, kissing's not fucking sex. What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with kissing in public. Nothing wrong with grabbing a little bit of that ass. It's fat. I'm grabbing it. All right? Sue me. And you're right. It's not sex per se. But for some people, it's a bit much, right? You know, this sexual activity in general. A little kiss here, a little kiss there. Do what you got to do. But slobbing each other down. To the point where you can taste what she had for lunch yesterday. It's a bit much for some people, you know. I'm kind of, you know, I've, I've, I don't really give a shit. But to be honest, like extreme PDA with like, like what I just described, it's, it's like, dude, get a fucking room, you know. We don't need to see that shit. Take that. That's a private activity. Take that shit to a private place. Fucking kids out here, man. There's kids in the street. Even the adults, we don't want to see that shit either. How about the fuck on a public, y'all about to have sex at the bus stop, you know, groping each other and shit, squeezing a little titty there, got his, got your hand on his package or whatever the fuck, come on, man, come on, tone it down, G. So if I had to choose a side of the fence, I'd be on the side that says, nah, you know, it's about having limits, I guess, because I'm not totally against PDA, I guess we have to define it, right? Because just a kiss is not like, it's not what we think of when we hear P PDA. And I guess, did I say PDA is public display of affection? I don't remember if I said that, but it just means, I guess, self-explanatory, right? Public display of affection is showing any <laughs> or displaying affection in public. That's what it is. So, you know, I mean... Shit that you would normally do in private, romantically, sexually, you're out doing on a street corner or in a restaurant or on the bus or an airplane. I mean, really going for it, really going for it as if you're about to make love to this person. You know, I'm like, dog, keep, you know, keep that shit to yourselves. We don't need to see that. Well, don't look at it, Tony. Nobody's forcing you to look at it. Anyway, what do y'all think about PDA? It's not a big deal, but it's, you know, what I mean is you got to have your limits, you know, and a lot of people just don't have limits. It's either all of it or none of it. And sometimes you got to fucking have your hand on the dial. You know what I'm saying? You got to know when to go from a three to a seven, from a seven to an 11, from 11 to back down to a five. You got to fucking manage that shit, man. Show some goddamn social awareness. <sighs> Maybe I'm bitter because I'm single. 
And I'm, you know, I'm just hating on all the happy couples who are just so in love. They got to fucking get it in no matter where they at. Sometimes you just look at your woman and you're like, God damn, I need to put my lips on that. Y'all don't ever feel like that? So I'm not saying I don't get it. I'm just saying like, you know, anyway. Anyway. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know what would be dope is if every high school, if the government, like if part of our tax money went to funding trips across the globe for high school students, especially in uh, more impoverished areas, just to give them the chance to see a world outside of like their neighborhood and shit, that'd be dope. Because a lot of people never leave their hometown. You were fucking born, raised, went to high school. Went to college and then got a job, got married, had kids, got cancer, and then died in that same city. Never left your fucking city. That is wild to me, bro. That is wild. I'll never know what that feels like. And every time I talk to somebody, I'm like, I'm just like, you, you've never left this place? Holy shit. Not that it's bad. I'm just saying, I, that's so foreign to me. <laughs> Such a foreign concept. To spend your entire life in one city. And life happens wherever you are. I mean, it doesn't really matter where you are. Life happens. I'm just saying that, you know, you know what I'm saying. I don't know why I was saying that, though. Why was I telling you that? Oh, yeah, I think it would be dope if the government subsidized, or the, the citizens, really, subsidized high school trips abroad. That would be dope. Because I guess it depends on how you travel, but... I'm sure anybody listening to this who's an avid traveler knows that the more you travel, the more you realize that places are just places and what makes them unique is maybe the architecture, maybe the food they eat, but it's really the people and the culture they develop. That's what makes the difference from place to place. And even with different cultures, different languages being spoken and all that shit, it's still just fucking people. Whether you're in Mozambique or Egypt or Japan or Malaysia or Brazil or Colombia or the U.S. or fucking Portugal, Mali, where I mean, people are just fucking people. Now, I will say there are higher and lower concentrations of fucking assholes, depending on where you're at, but they're still just people. Just like there's higher and lower concentrations of fucking angels, right? You know, it's just all mixed in there together. We've all got angels and devils inside of us, right? All of us. 
It's like anybody who says um, that they're not, they're incapable of being evil to another person just doesn't know themselves well enough. <laughs> like when you really get to know, you know, what you're capable of, when you really get to know yourself, um, you re and other people, consequently, you realize, man, all of us are capable of the most brilliant, brightest, wonderful, pleasant, positive, helpful shit. And the darkest, dirtiest, fucking schemiest, slimiest, trifling shit one could imagine. You know what I mean? We're all capable of that shit. And so once you, once you understand that and you travel a little bit, you see, I mean, we're all just people. Extraordinary people. We're all just people. Um, but why was I saying that? Oh, yeah, because I think if high school kids had a chance to just get out and see something different, even just maybe to another part of their country, but I think a foreign country is best just to see a different way of life, hear a different language, you know, try to, f and really, I don't know how it would work though, because I would want to like just let them loose, not on some tour guide, seventh grade field trip shit where you got to hold, hold the counselor's hand, you know, don't get lost. Jason, get over here. Get your ass over here. I'm going to count to five. One, two, three, four. Right? I'm not talking about that shit. Did y'all did y'all parents used to do that? Or teachers, if you when you were a kid, you would run away. After when they're calling you, you'd run away and then be get your ass over here. Or some variation of that, right? Get your ass over here. Come here now. And if you wouldn't do it, or when you didn't do it, I should say, they would uh they would say, I'm gonna count to five. Five, four, three. Two, and you're supposed to be standing in front of them before they get to zero. Did y'all parents do that shit? Or did your teachers do that shit? I remember, I, my parents didn't really do that. Maybe my teachers might have. I don't remember my parents doing that kind of shit. My parents, um, not so much my mom. My dad, he was a physical fellow. So, why? Uh, it wasn't with all that talking shit. <laughs> And I feel like I'd be the same way. I'm I'm not I'm all for talking to kids, especially talking to them like they're adults. So, you know, I'm not a fucking psychiatrist or psychologist, but I just think it's better for the development of a child if you talk to them as if they're adults. Don't talk to them like they're fucking animals. It's like, dude, why the fuck are you talking to the baby like that? That shit is not cute. <laughs> why the fuck are you you imagine talking to an adult like that why are you talking to that baby like that no dude no I'm not talking to a baby like a fucking I don't even talk to animals like that I, don't, I do not talk to animals like that I'm not talking to my fucking baby like that nah dog nah anyway um, I'm not talking about that field trip shit if we're gonna release the kids or if we're going to take them to a foreign country, we just let them loose. Like, hey, fucking figure it out, dog. And then you just put, you know, by that time, if this happens in the future in like 2085, they'll have, everybody will be have everybody will have trackers by then. The government will have put tracking chips in all of us anyway. It's not like we're going to lose the fucking kids. Go wherever you want, you know. If they kidnap you, don't worry. We will know where you are. Doesn't mean we're coming to save you, but we will know where you are so rest assured somebody knows where you are okay and you live with that
You rest in peace with that because we're not coming to save you. We don't have the funds. Fucking government doesn't spend money on education. They only gave us enough for this trip. We did not receive enough funds in the education budget for a rescue mission. So if we go to Rome and you listen to these fucking street vendors and you say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll come with you behind the alley. You got some special food back there. Listen, your mistake you fix it because we don't we don't got the money for no fucking rescue mission. You understand what I'm saying? So by then the government will have trackers. We're not really concerned with uh losing the children. Right? So you just let them loose and then just let them get into shit. Talk to people, you know? Try to learn the language. Go get some food. Fucking do whatever, man. Do whatever. And we would stay there for at least a month. Matter of fact, to graduate, you would have to go through some fucking rites of, rite of passage. The last three months of your senior year, your last year in high school, you got to go on a three-month trip to the continent of your choice. You get to choose the continent, but you have to stay there for three months by yourself. Fucking figure it out. We'll give you this much money per month based on how much you need to survive in that place. Um... And in the, at the beginning of the year, we'll make, you, we'll make you choose a foreign language to learn. And so you'll spend nine months intensively studying that language. And then the last three months of your high school career, you go to that place where they speak that language and you just have to survive for three months. And then you come back in the final project. Actually, and while you're there, we're expecting you to document some aspect of your experience. You can do it however you want. You can do it with photographs. You can do it by writing in a journal every single day. You can vlog, fucking do a podcast, a mixture of all of it. Actually, no, you pick one medium, whatever comes naturally. So if you love writing, write in a journal. If you want to be behind the camera, take pictures. If you want to be the star, do a vlog. If you have something to say, but you don't like being on camera, do a podcast. But document those three months. Every single day, you have to record something. And then come back in your final task before you can graduate is to put it all together and play it at graduation i don't fucking know i don't know i think that'd be cool because what so many people what so many um people lack i think especially young people specifically young people is just experience you know and that's why it's like for a lot of young people and when i say young i'm talking fucking what am i talking 21 or younger that's i mean to me that's young that's young i'm not saying that 30s old for all you 30 year olds listening they're like jesus christ what the, what the fuck you trying to say tone i am not old okay i can still walk upstairs i'm just saying the 21 is like 21 is pretty fucking young so anybody younger than that I feel like they're just so confused and lost and anxious about the future because that's around the time, especially if you were sheltered as a kid and your parents never made you do anything for yourself, you were spoiled and you never had to struggle, you never had to figure shit out for yourself and make your own decisions. Around 18, 21 is when it really sets in like, yo, I am not going to be a teenager forever. I'm going to have to be an adult and make my own money and pay my own rent choose my own insurance, buy my own car, figure out public transportation, save, invest, find a partner if I want one, have kids and raise them, fucking keep my mental health in order, make sure I eat the right foods, make sure I go to the gym, make sure I do my best not to get fucking cancer and floss every night like I'm supposed to. 
and fucking, I don't fucking run this business and goddamn try not to punch my coworkers in the face because I need this job to support my six children. Holy fuck. That's when it starts to set in. You're like, oh, damn, this is like real life. And um, if I'm going to make something of it, I guess I have to get up off my ass and do it myself because nobody's coming to save me. That's really when it starts to set in. And I think if once you get a bit more experience, you realize, first of all, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. The quicker you come to grips with that, the better. And when I say come to grips with something, it just means like accept something mentally, emotionally. It was challenging at first to accept it. You don't really want to believe it. And when you finally come to grips with whatever it is, you finally said, okay, I accept that this is reality. <laughs> I, you know, I fucking, all right. I understand. There it is. That's what it means. So when you finally come to grips with the fact that nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, we're all making this shit up as we go along. Life is unpredictable and you make decisions and then there's consequences and you make more decisions and there's more consequences. And sometimes you make good decisions and sometimes you make bad ones and there are consequences for all your decisions and not making decisions is a fucking decision and even those decisions that you don't make or the decision not to make decisions is a decision that will lead to fucking consequences are you following me so once you realize that nobody knows what they're doing and we're all just making it up you can just like fucking chill a bit stop being so fucking hard on yourself and hopefully stop comparing yourself to people that seem to be your age more or less and they seem way more successful and way happier and more fulfilled and they've got it all figured out they don't bro they don't they do not they're making this shit up as they go along just like you right and you can't control the circumstances you're born into some people are born into better ones worse ones Good ones, bad ones, whatever, bro. You can't control that shit. You just got to work with what you got. Stop dwelling on the past. Stop looking at what other people are doing and fucking just do your shit. And once you get, you know, more life experience, once you get out of the house a little bit, you talk to people, listen to their stories, you try things for yourself, you write your own life story, you know what I mean? Little by little, you start to fucking... You just start to put it together, man. You know, you start to get a bit of direction is what I'm trying to say. And so if you get a chance to leave your country at that young of an age and you see there's a whole fucking world out there, just by knowing that you might think bigger than ever possible if you had just stayed in your city your entire life. That's what I'm trying to say. That was a very roundabout way of trying to express that particular point. And I'm not trying to knock anybody that's going to spend their whole life in their city. Or their country. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that sometimes um, your, your beliefs, your thoughts, your ideas of what's possible are limited to how big you think the world is. So if you think the world is super small, there's no opportunities and nothing's ever going to work and there's, you're never going to find a partner and never going to be happy. You could never do this and that. I mean, what life experience do you expect to have, bruh? Right? And let me, you know, I feel myself going in that every fucking talking about nothing episode, I get to the motivational speech bullshit part of the recording. Why do I always go there? I fucking hate motivational speeches. I'm not on that shit. All right. I had to make that clear. Um, 
But I'm just saying, if you're if you're if you if you think the world is small, your opportunities are small, the chances are small, you know, then your thoughts are small. But when you know, if you if you see how big the world actually is, sometimes you just end up thinking bigger, you know. And so if you see what's actually possible, just by knowing other things exist, it changes the way you think, right? This is why we're supposed to learn until the day we die. This is why. That might be the reason for fucking intelligence. Um, that might be its purpose. Give us the ability to learn until the day we die. Because, I mean, that's what, that's what it's about. This, uh, I was about to go off the rails there. I don't know why I was about to start. I just, I was talking like I was about to narrate a fucking uh, Netflix nature documentary across every species of life we see the evolution of man and beast and fish across the centuries we've seen grand changes we've seen such evolution and i think i think that's the meaning of life i think that is the purpose of intelligence so we can learn and we can grow and we can show our forefathers and our forefathers' forefathers that we are not in the same place from which we came. We are not. We are here to grow. That is the purpose of life. And you can see that. You can see that with our intelligence. We are here to grow and learn and try new things and experience life to the fullest. You've got to taste it. You've got to taste it. You've got to taste it, lad. You gotta stick your tongue in there. You gotta let it you gotta let it flip around a little bit, you know what I mean? You got you gotta get on your taste buds, right? You gotta let it drip down your cheek, drip down your lips a little bit. Lick your lips. Your lips are wet. Lick it. There you go. All right, lad. That's how you do it. You gotta taste it. You gotta taste the spice of life. I feel like I'm getting Australian with it. Whenever I try to do a British accent, I end up sounding Australian. And when I try to do Australian, I end up sounding fucking British. That shit is, man, we were on Discord earlier talking about uh, movies, cinema, you know, story writing, everything that is involved in movies and TV series and stuff like that. And we were talking about like British actors playing characters with American accents and vice versa. And just like the when you think about elite actors the top of their game i mean playing i mean the ones with real range that can play a myriad of characters because you have some actors that really only fit into a few character types for whatever reason i don't know if it's just casting or the, the industry doesn't want to give them a chance in other roles or there's never been a, a role written for I, I don't fucking know i don't know the reason but there's some you know there are some actors that just you know you can only see them playing a few roles it would you know and that's it. But other actors and actresses, um, other actors and actresses can play a myriad of characters. One day they're a fucking Willy Wonka. The next day they're Captain Jack Sparrow. One day they're uh, Jordan Belfort. And the next day they're fucking the dude from Shutter Island. You know what I'm saying? You get, you get what the fuck I'm trying to say. They just play many different characters. And sometimes those characters have different accents. They're theoretically or supposedly from different countries. So you imagine a British person born and raised, got a nice British accent 
and uh, they got to play an American. They have to take fucking accent classes. They pay a professional to train them to speak the same language they've been speaking since birth with a different accent. You understand that? What the fuck, bro? That is wild. I can't. I can't talk for like. I can't talk for longer than twenty or thirty seconds like that. You know, you know, you sound like a Brit, and then it—I mean, it doesn't even sound good. It's like you just talk like a Brit. You know, what I mean, I just listen to so much Premier League football that now I'm, I'm a bit more accustomed to the British accent. But mine is terrible. I don't fucking know. It just doesn't sound authentic. But actors, you know, they do the time that one must invest. To, it's one thing to learn a, a foreign language and sound like a native, but to speak your language. <laughs> With a different accent as if it's your original accent for an entire movie. What the fuck, bro? Or when they when actors lose like 50 fucking kilos just to play a role. Or they gain 50 fucking kilos. I remember watching uh, an interview with Wagner Moda. The, the guy who played Pablo Escobar in uh, Narcos. The newest one from Netflix. And he was saying... Like, cause you know, in, in the series, he's got a fucking, got a fucking gut on him. He's got a big ass stomach, fucking fat, you know, he's fucking skinny fat because you know, his legs and his arms and his chest were average size, but he just had that fucking belly. Right. And, uh, the interviewer was asking him, he was like, you know, did you really just put on all that weight just to play this role? He was like, yes, that is my fucking stomach. So this man ate like shit, fucking greasy French fries and pizza and baby back ribs and drinking beer and coca-cola and smoking cigarettes and shit just to get an oversized belly to look more authentic in the tv series that is dedication bro that is dedication you know or a lady who's got hair all the way down her fucking back almost at her waist and she shaves her entire head just for a movie role jesus christ that's dedication right there. And it's funny because the first thing I wanted to be in life was an actor. I was convinced. I'm actually still convinced I would have been um, a really, really, really good actor. But I would not have been a good professional. I just like the acting part of it. But when you really get into like the meat and potatoes of what an actor does, all the shit that happens behind the scenes, it's a lot. It's so much more than what you see on the screen. You know, all the preparations and the rehearsals, memorizing lines. You know, you remember, if you guys have seen The Matrix, the fight scene between Morpheus and, um, fuck was his name? Neo? When they're going at it, I'm talking hand-to-hand fucking combat, some fucking kung fu looking shit. Just the amount of times they had to rehearse that scene and practice doing the movements to make it look like an authentic fight. Shit like that, that's what I'm saying. In La Casa de Papel, I guess it's Money Heist in English. I'm pretty sure that's the uh, translated title on Netflix. In that series, the guy who played, I think it was from season, it was like season three, four, and five, or the last seasons, the second heist. The guy who played Bogota, tall Spanish dude. I was watching the behind the scenes stuff on Netflix. He was an actual boxer, a professional boxer, a fucking champion. And so there was a scene... If for those of you that have seen it, obviously there was a scene in in the series when they were in the bank, and the guy named Gandia was about to get released from the bank during the heist, 
And Bogota was like, we're not just going to let this motherfucker leave the bank. This motherfucker killed Nairobi, dog. We are not just letting him walk out those doors. I'm going to beat the shit out of this dude, you know? We're not just letting him go. So anyway, it was, it was a case of vengeance, right? And uh, they had a fight scene. It's a little hand-to-hand combat. And I was watching the behind-the-scenes shit, and they had to, like, practice boxing because he was a, a professional boxer at one point. So you could see him in the documentary giving him, like, boxing tips, and they're rehearsing the movements and teaching him footwork and all this shit. That's the type of stuff I find fascinating about art in general. It's not even so much the finished work, even though that's, that's great too, but like what led up to that shit, you know? What was, like I said before, the thought process, the struggles, where the idea came from, where did they record the album? Which microphone did they use? Like what was the energy in the session when they recorded that shit? How much of it was freestyled? How many times did he have to record it to get the perfect take? You know, who's on the beat? How did you guys find the producer? How much did he get paid? What's the chemistry like in the studio? Do y'all actually like each other? Are y'all friends outside the music industry? You know, what does a fucking producer do all day? Are you literally trapped in the studio just making beats? You got a girl? You like to go to the beach? I mean, shit like that, you know. That has nothing to do with behind the scenes at this point, but you get what I'm trying to say. I love, I just love documentary style shit. I wanted to be a documentary photographer at one point too when I, um, when I discovered photography, that was one of the early things I wanted to do with it. it was just like when I had the privilege to travel, I would just take a camera and document everything because just doc- I don't know what it is about documentaries that I like so much more than um, scripted movies, you know, like a quality documentary that shows the way life is in a place you'll probably never go to. And it's just a bunch of stories that I mean, they're real stories. I guess that's what it is. It's just turning a real life story into a movie. That's what I think is kind of cool. Is you get movie level production and attention to detail, but it's somebody's like real life story. That's dope. You know, anybody who has aspirations to be a content creator, dude, an idea that a lot of people are probably doing, I really don't know. But what I think would be super dope is just buy like a body camera or uh, maybe wait five or 10 years until they make some glasses with little tiny cameras in them. Because Facebook partnered with Ray-Ban to make some glasses like that. But they only record vertical video. They don't record a long time. The microphone, from what I understand, is not that good. Small memory card. It's just not there yet. They're relatively heavy and shit. So once they make glasses, you can put on little cameras in them and you can just record a literal POV all day, every day. And then in the editing room, just turn it into an interesting movie documenting your life that'd be the fucking shit you imagine somebody in like the fucking i don't know the backwoods of mississippi or um the fucking slums in rio or some shit or at fucking the most high tech street in japan i don't fucking know anywhere name a place but people all over the world can effortlessly record content and show you what it's really like in that place all pov style not some fucking uh, fabricated, scripted, half fake, half vlog type shit that you see on YouTube, bro. Man, I fucking hate YouTubers, bro. You know, YouTubers are man. Like the, I don't hate YouTubers. Just the fucking ones that their their entire uh, how can I say this politely? I'm talking about those YouTubers that just clearly are living 
for their camera. You know what I mean? Like literally, just like they only exist to get up, put a camera in their face and walk around talking to their camera all day. Uh, and then like they get, they put like a fucking clickbait title, a clickbait thumbnail about some shit they like, for example, if you want to, I don't know, let's say you're trying to research the visa process or signing up for a visa, getting a, a, a tourist visa, a long-term visa in some foreign country. And then some fucking YouTuber goes to that country and starts doing like vlogs and shit. And they make a video called what you need to know about the visa process. If you're from this country and you think, great. This lovely individual took the time to put together a 26-minute video to explain to me in detail how I apply for this visa, what should I expect, how much does it cost, blah, 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 blah. You click on the fucking video, and it's literally just this person. Like, the video, okay, the title is what to know about this visa if you're from this country. The thumbnail is this person holding a visa, pointing at it, smiling. Right? I got what you need. That's what they communicate with the title and the thumbnail. All you want is some fucking information. You click on that shit and it starts with this person eating breakfast, making a protein shake. <sighs> oh, I'm so tired. What's up, guys? Welcome back to my channel. On this episode of I'm a fucking lame, I'm about to show you my daily routine here in this country. It's like, okay, 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 time out. Maybe we're not on the same page. I clicked on this video. Cause I wanted to know about the visa process. Come to find out, you got to get 13 minutes into the video before they even mention the fucking visa process. Then they glide right over that shit, don't even go into detail, and then it's back to the vlog. Fucking hate YouTubers, bro. Jesus Christ. It's like all this, un you know, just like, I just hate having my fucking time wasted, and it's like all this unnecessary information. All this unnecessary information. We don't need to see this shit, bro. Jesus Christ. I don't know. That shit is irritating. And it's like my, my frustration is motivated by a couple of things. I'm going to try to remember them all as I explain them one by one. <laughs> it's motivated, I guess, from an artistic perspective. It's like if you're creating something that cannot be edited, a piece of entertainment, particularly like a video. Um, this is about to sound hypocritical because I'm recording a podcast talking about fucking nothing. So obviously, this is going to sound hypocritical. But you're recording, even if it's a vlog, for example, putting in all these unnecessary shots and moments of the day and like things you said, or like when fucking YouTubers purposefully edit in a mistake that they made or a fucking or something fell and they have to draw your attention to it in the middle of the video as if anybody gives a fuck it's like oh they're gonna think this is hilarious my microphone fell down <laughs> they're gonna love that they're gonna man they need to see that no we fucking don't bro edit that shit out it's like they purposefully left it in the video you know they purposefully edit in bloopers and mistakes or shit that, you know, is insignificant. Like, if you were there in the room, it would be insignificant. But because we're recording, oh, oh man, that was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, we don't need that shit in the video. I mean, do y'all feel me? Jesus Christ, bro. Why are you wasting my time? It's not funny. 
I just hate having my fucking time wasted, bro. If I click on your video, you know, you got to, I guess it's just what I'm saying. It's from an artistic perspective. It's a skill you have to develop to remove everything that's not necessary. That's what good musicians do. That's what good filmmakers do. That's what good fucking, you know, this is what you do. Good writers, right? The first draft of a book, 60,000 fucking pages. And then you, you know, over, little by little or step by step, you start removing shit that's unnecessary. You start rewording shit. So it's a nice, concise fucking text. Takes time to read this shit, bro. Why are you including unnecessary words and phrases? Jesus Christ. And that's how I feel when I watch a fucking YouTuber. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like they try to make, especially, I'm not talking about, I, I guess I went too hard on vloggers. I'm talking about people who make informative videos. You make fucking cell phone reviews or you're teaching me how to use microsoft excel and you're trying to make it a fucking comedy movie or some shit what the fuck just tell me how to fucking do it bro i don't got time for this shit jesus that shit is irritating man because <laughs> it's like you know it's like all these fucking little hacks and tricks you gotta do to keep their attention if you know watch time is very important gotta make them watch to the end you know what will make me skip a video faster than anything else is that they say stick around to the end for the bonus tip i'm like bro if we were in the same room i would slap your fucking face don't talk to me like i'm stupid think i don't know what you're doing jesus christ all these hacks because everybody just wants to go viral and get the most views which i can understand if you're a professional youtuber you're a professional content creator and your main source of revenue is the ads that you get on your videos and the ads that get shown to people are based on how many people click on your video. I get it. You got to get clicks. You got to get views. I fucking get it. You know, everybody's got to eat. I understand. But that doesn't mean it's not fucking annoying. You know, if your shit is good, people will watch until the end. You don't have to fucking do all these editing fucking hacks and tricks and changing the angle and cutting the camera every fucking six seconds. Dude. Because sometimes you're, you'll be, you're, your eyes will remain fixed on the screen, but it doesn't mean you're processing what's happening. It doesn't mean you're actually engaged and watching. Your eyes just keep moving to the newest thing on the screen. You're not paying attention. You're just being distracted, right? Your attention, like, you're not paying attention. Somebody just has your attention. There's a difference. And it's like, if your shit is actually good and informative and worth listening to or watching, people will pay the fuck attention. And if they're not paying attention, it's not for them. Jesus Christ. And you got to like, bro, oh, fucking A. I hate YouTubers, bro. I don't hate YouTubers. I keep saying that. That's very um, inaccurate. That's an inaccurate thing to say. I hate that kind of fucking YouTuber. I love YouTubers in general, right? Because, I mean, shit, half the shit I've learned in the past decade was on YouTube. Just because some kind soul had some information and uh, took the time to record it, put it up there on a free website for the world to see and use and benefit from. It's fucking amazing. You can learn almost anything with YouTube, ChatGPT, TikTok, and Instagram. And Google, too, if you got time to waste, right? You can learn so much shit. Your arts, I mean, so much entertainment, too. It's the most creative shit. So, I mean, I love YouTubers. I love all content creators, even if um the style isn't what i'm into even if i don't want to watch or listen to that shit i love the fact that people are doing it so i know i went pretty hard there i know i just shat all over 
that particular type of YouTube, but fuck those guys. Everybody else, I got love for y'all. I don't give a fuck what you talk about. I don't give a fuck how often you post, if it's video, if it's text, if it's images. I don't give a shit. If you got something to share, share that shit. You know, if you got something to say, say that shit. Um, just know I, I might not be listening. Somebody, I mean, you know, somebody might. Somebody might. Probably won't be me, though. <laughs> Probably won't be me. Um, no, but seriously, like anybody who has the idea, I want to make content, I want to produce content, fucking go for it. The worst thing that happens is nobody watches it. Uh, which will probably happen for most people, at least in the beginning. But if you really want to do it, just give it a fucking try. Just dedicate a year to consistently producing one video a week, one article a week, one podcast episode a week, one photo a week, one song a week, whatever the fuck floats your boat. Just try that shit. You know? Um... Especially if you got something positive to say or something creative to share with the world or solutions to problems. You need to share that shit. Too many fucking boneheads and negative Nancys and clowns making the most noise in our society and thus having the attention of the majority of our society. It's like, dude, we need to fucking provide the world with better shit to consume. So if you have some good ideas, some positive shit you want to share, some creativity, some inspiration. Share that shit. You know what I'm saying? Express yourself. Or don't, you know, if you know, don't listen to me if you don't you don't have to express yourself if you don't want to. I remember I went to Mexico many, many years ago. I met this incredible woman who shall remain nameless. Uh and she, I don't know where she, if it was if it was written on her wall or a picture she sent me or yeah, it was her profile picture actually. She was um, such a fascinating person, dog. And she had like, she was an artist type. She was a poet. So she really had her way with words and she was super emotional and like into her feelings and fucking just tapped into life. You know what I mean? And felt everything and felt what you were feeling and all this. You know what I mean? That kind of, maybe you never met somebody like that. But um, on her profile picture on WhatsApp one day, I saw something that she drew. I think she drew it. I actually don't know now. Maybe she was a fucking fraud. I'm joking. I saw on her uh, WhatsApp profile picture the words, you don't have to express yourself if you don't want to. And it was like a under that, it was a drawing of this, this dude with a blank expression on his face. I don't know why I remember that all the time. I think about that picture all the fucking time. That's an exaggeration, Tom. Not all the time. I don't think about that. <laughs> I don't think about that all the fucking time. Like every day it's just on my mind. No, I don't. That's, that was, yeah. But I think about it from time to time. You know, just every once in a while it pops into my head. And then I just sit there thinking like, You don't have to express yourself if you don't want to. I don't know why that fucking phrase sticks with me to this day. That was fucking eight years ago. And I remember it to this day. I don't even know why. I don't even know what it means to me. I just find it's just a really interesting thing to say. You don't have to express yourself if you don't want to. Such an interesting thing to say to another person. 
I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how we got here. What are we doing on time? How? Excuse me. How are we doing? Hour 25. Goddamn. How does time fly when you're getting high? Time flies, man. Time flies. When you're podcasting, when you're scrolling, when you're drinking, when you're smoking. I don't know. It's wild to think, you know. I mean, we always say this like every year. since Probably since time... As long as time has been recorded every year, somebody says time is just passing faster and faster. But to think we're in August 2023, it just wild, man. It's wild. I guess I would just like to understand why it feels like yesterday that it was February 21st. It's like a blink twice and it's August, you know? It's wild, man. Um... Yeah, how do we get here? I don't remember. I don't remember. But yeah, time flies when you're uh, podcasting. Yeah, this is that's how you can tell it's time to end this transmission. I'm really... Uh, I can't remember what I'm talking about. I don't even know what time it is, homie. 12.46. Uh, 12.46 in the morning. Yeah, I guess it's a good. it's a good time to wrap this up, man. I really, you know, I was this this whole episode was just supposed to be a test. I was just going to cut on the mic, talk shit for a little bit cuz I'm testing um this recording setup without a without my mixer. And then I just have to accentuate my voice in the editing software as opposed to using this analog machine. And I was, you know, I don't know how, how far I was into the episode. I was just like, "Fuck it, let's just uh, keep on going." You know, and I think this is going to be talking about nothing number four. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't, I really don't know why y'all like these episodes so much. If I'm being honest with you, I don't know why these episodes get the most downloads and replays and um, whatever. I really don't know. Well, I guess I do know because I listened to um, Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast. If you like comedy uh, and, you, and you think people talking shit is funny then I highly recommend Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. <sighs> Such a good fucking show, man. That dude is hilarious. And I guess, because that's what he does. He'll cut on the microphone and just fucking rant and ramble for an hour straight and then cut it off and post that shit. And it really is some of the most entertaining shit I've heard in a while. Like, he's really good at what he does. He's a really good podcaster, a really good comedian, one of my favorites. And uh, maybe... The reason I love listening to his podcast is the reason y'all love listening to talking about nothing. Maybe. I don't know. Because sometimes when I'm like playing this back, editing and shit, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Ugh. But you know, sometimes it's good to just get it out, empty your conscious, say whatever comes to mind. Um, sometimes it's good for you. You know, like some people will write in their journal and just write and write and write and write until they can't write anymore. And then they won't even read it. They'll just, you know. We just felt good to get it out. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what the moral of that story is. But anyway, my friend, I'm going to get out of here. I got to um, I gotta take care of a couple things. Got to go see a man about a horse. Got to go see a man about a horse. Handle some business. Get up early in the morning. 
See a man about another horse handle some more business. You know how it is. You know how it is, player. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this one up. This has been another episode of The Realist, of The Englishist, of The Radioist. I have been your hostessist, Tonyist, Kaizenicist, and I will certainly talk to you soon.